With more than 4 million sellers on Etsy, how can creative entrepreneurs like yourself stand out from the masses and sell more of your handmade goods without wasting hours on social media? That is the big question, and this podcast is the answer, where you will learn insider tips and proven strategies on how to turn your Etsy side hustle into a full-time business, giving you the freedom to be your own boss, have time with family, and more time to create. Hi, my name is Jenny Hall, and you're listening to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Hall, and I'm so excited to be hopping on today to do this live Q&A with you. I cannot believe it's 2023. Like, who is just so excited about the new year and so excited to get their Etsy shop ready for this new year? I know that I know that I am, and I know that my students inside Etsy Accelerator are. We did this big talk yesterday inside where we talked about how to plan out their first quarter, and they are filling out their planners, making their goals, and figuring out what they need to do each single day to hit it. So super, super fun. So earlier in the week in my Facebook group, I asked for questions. And so I'm going to be doing a live Q&A today and we're just going to dive right in. I loved these questions. So the first question, Tammy Jones, she asked, how many listings do you need to start a brand new shop? And I love this question because Tammy, it's the beginning of the year. You have new ideas, you know what you want to make, and you're just kind of scared to get started, right? And the answer is one. How many items do you need to start a shop? You need one. You open your shop, you choose your name for that shop, and literally all you have to do is add one listing to go live. You can have one listing. Does that look like a built-out business? No, but that is what you can do to get started. What I recommend is once you get that listed, right, then it's easier. You know what you're doing. You know that you're going to create more products related to that item. You can start posting on social, sharing with people that you started your shop. Get people excited, right? Get them there. But to make it look like a brand, because remember, you don't just want to be a hobby. You want to be a brand. So to be a brand, you want to have at least 10 items. It just helps it look full and it helps you look more like a storefront. So think if you were opening a real store, you wouldn't just want one shelf with items, right? You would want several tables of items. So that's what I want you to do, but literally just get started. I think that's what your question truly means because a lot of people are just kind of scared to do it, but do it, right? Like hit go, get those photos ready and start your shop, get that listed and then start SEO research because that's how you're gonna get found. So all you need, you need one listing to get started and open your shop, and but to look like a brand, I do recommend at least starting with 10. That will give people a better view of who you are, what your brand is about, right? What kind of things are you going to make in there? Are you going to have earrings? Are you gonna have silver and gold? Like what are you going to have? But that is when you get to really hone in on your niche and it's so much fun watching a new store be built. Super excited for you, Tammy. Okay, the next question is Nicole. Nicole Olivia, she says, should I raise my prices? Okay, I love this, Nicole. So this is the best time right now to really dive into this question. And the thing that we all need to start with as business owners is when you look at closing out your business last year and you just finished your books how profitable were you? And I want you to analyze that. Like when you know all the time that you put into it and you know the cost of your goods, the cost 
of your goods sold, right? You know what it costs to make every single thing and your cost of shipping and your cost of advertising and everything that goes into making your products, your spice organizers. I want you to really realize how much profit you're taking in at the end of the day, after all of the fees, right? After paying your taxes, how much are you profiting? If it is not enough, if it is not worth your time, if you feel like it is not enough for you, or if you know, like, dang, I'm upside down, well, then it's not profitable. So obviously, yes, you need to raise your prices. And it really comes from, you know, stats. It comes from looking at your stats and knowing your numbers. And that's something I asked someone the other day. I'm like, well, how much did you make last year? And they went, I don't know. That's something you really want to stay on top of because then when it comes to questions like this, you'll be able to know, well, okay, let's say, for example, let's say you made $10,000 last year and let's say you spent $3,000 on supplies and so then you, you know, profited, let's say $7,000, but then you had to take off, you know, marketing and things like that. Maybe you paid a VA to do some things, but what did you really make? So definitely start there. I'm going to drop a link to the profit calculator. I have one made. It's absolutely free and I'm going to link it and so you can use it. It is very, very accurate, okay? It really gets down to the nitty gritty and takes that number of, you know, how much it costs, what your price is, what the fees are, and how much you will profit at the end. And you just play around with it. It's a spreadsheet and everything automatically syncs for you. So it will change as you change the numbers on that. So when you think about should you raise your prices, start with the profit calculator, but also know your numbers before you go into that. I hope that helps, Nicole. Oh, Diana. Diana has um, a marketing question. She says, so her name is Diana Simonshed, and she sells memory bears. And so she asks, how do I post about memory bears on social media? You know, when you look at your business, you're just so used to being in it, right? Like, oh, you do it every day. You sew those bears every day. It's what you do. To you, it's not exciting, right? But to other people, it is so cool. I don't know how to make a bear. And I know that you take family members, right? Someone that's passed away. You take like their flannel shirt or their, their work shirt or their tie, like whatever you use and you make it into a bear and you're sending that memory. Like you're monogramming that bear with, let's say their papa's name. And then that, let's say grandma can give it to all our grandchildren at Christmas to remember their papa. That is so beautiful and so heartfelt. And that's the emotion that you want to carry on. So for social media, let's say you get a shirt in the mail and you take a picture, right? And then you show you sewing it and then you show the bear at the end. And then let's say they posted a picture on your Etsy shop or posted it in your Facebook group as a product review. You share that and that right there is like the full circle. And it just shows like how heartfelt those items are and that they're going into the world and these little kids are just holding them and snuggling with them at night. And it reminds them of their papa. So you want to post about you, right? Like you want to post about you and how long have you been sewing? I don't know how to sew a bear and I've been sewing like, I don't even know, 15 years or something. So how did you get started sewing? Why bears? Like, where did you always sew bears? Did you used to sew, you know, I don't know, scrunchies when you were little and then it turned into bears one day when you had children? Like, tell about your story. I think that would be really cool, Diana. And then also the before and afters are going to be huge for getting to people to convert to, to buyers, right? And just to see the story. I mean, you could also do a before and then be like, stay tuned. And then later that day, you can go live and you'd be like, look, I took this, here's the, the remnant piece of it. 
and blah, blah, and tell the story. And you can say, this was, you know, a grandpa that had 20, let's say 20 grandchildren. And, you know, um, his wife wanted to make these mini memory bears for their, you know, their grandchildren. And they're going to give them to them at their family reunion. Like, if you tell a story, it will be that much better. But posting about where you work, your workspace, how much fabric do you have? How many t-shirts for the memory bears do you have? Where do you store all the little bear eyes? Show your machine working. Like, there's so much the before and afters will really, really be awesome. And then showing those pictures of those kids cuddling with those bears or the bears stacked up or the, you know, anything. So I really, really hope that helps, Diana. And let's see if there are any other questions. Hey, Samantha. Hey, Jessica. Jessica says, what's the best way to go about updating listings for the holidays? Should I do tags and titles or just change the holiday under the attributes? So if it's something that is year-round and you are going to sell them, let's say, for Valentine's Day, I would definitely, now it's January, I would start updating for Valentine's Day. If it was something for Easter, I would already start start adding those. So yes, take Christmas out, unless it is specifically a Christmas ornament, right? Definitely leave that. But if it's something that you sell and it is something that people are going to buy year-round, definitely start changing, removing those words Christmas and changing to spring, like what else does it have to do with, right? Is it a birthday gift? Is it a Valentine's classroom teacher gift? What is it? I would be very specific, Jessica, and just redo that. It, under the attribute, if you do change and it is for the next holiday, yes, you can change that or you can leave the attribute for that link. It does not matter. Okay, I think those are all the questions right now. Don't forget to find me in my Facebook group, Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. And you can also download my SEO checklist at jenny-hall.com. And I will be back every single week for a live Q&A. And I just cannot wait to see you get all those to change. Bye. Are you a handmade seller and creative entrepreneur who's ready to amplify your Etsy shop's visibility and sales? If so, then I invite you to join my community of more than 1,900 Etsy shop owners on Facebook called Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. It's where you will get insider access on the latest strategies for writing SEO and for boosting your sales with simple and strategic social media marketing while surrounding yourself with a community of supportive entrepreneurs who are in your corner every step of the way. Join for free today by visiting www.jenny-hall.com slash Facebook group. Thanks for listening and I can't wait to see you on the inside.